So today we're going to talk about pleasuring yourself on a plane. I was going to say masturbation nation. <laughs> That's too much. Gonna, that's what we're going to talk about. And Thanksgiving around the corner, uh, navigating the grocery store. When I pulled up to the store and, you know, when you first walk in, it's all the carts, right? So usually there's like the big family size cart, which is what I get for Thanksgiving. And then the medium, smaller cart and then the basket for those light shoppers that eat like Brussels sprouts, a potato, and turkey. Not like me where I'm feeding like an army on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then there's me where I just assume that I can carry everything in my arms, which is a lie. Oh, no, not if you knew the trip. (laughs) I always think I can just carry it all in my arms, and then I end up having to get the basket. Yeah. Now, I I know that my grocery store trips are never uh, arm-carrying moments, but I look to the right. And there is not one grocery cart. Not one. Not a basket. My not eyes a cart. are so wide because I've never been in this situation before. Well, I panicked and then I looked to the left and then there's there was four carts if you can't walk around the store, like the motorized carts. Right. That was all that was left. And I'm like, well, I can't take a motorized right. cart through the store. So one of the employees was there and I asked her, I'm like, um... Did you guys move your carts or is there, she goes, she looks ahead and then her eyes got real big and she's like, no, they must all be in use. I'm like, oh no, because that just forecasted what that store was going to be like to me. Mm-hmm. So I go back outside and it's like, you know, when you're waiting for a table, like a bar, like a restaurant bar and you just mm-hmm. need, it's first come, first serve and you stalk somebody. Well, I've stalked in parking lots for parking space. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like That's that. That's what I was thinking about. So I'm looking and this guy has like two bags in his big cart and he's on the phone and I'm like, this is the only available cart that's there. So I give him, I'm just standing there like looking at him for a minute. I'm like, no, this is going down. And I go up to him, said, hey, are you going to actually wheel this cart to your car? Are you just hanging out talking on the phone or, you know, can I help you carry your bags to your car and then I will take your cart? And he's looked at me like I was crazy. I'm not sure that he spoke great English. So I said, I actually just want your cart. I need your cart. There's no carts left. Like, this is it. (laughs) This is like gold right now. So he did remove his bags. And then I like took that cart and ran through the store. And it was just craziness. First of all, they rearranged their whole store. So who does that at a grocery store like two weeks before Thanksgiving? What store was this? It was Fred Meyer. It was mayhem. If anybody's done the weekend before Thanksgiving shopping, I mean, I definitely got hit in the like my ankles by a cart. And then at one point I had to lean down. This adorable lady, she probably was in her 70s, early 80s. So she lets me in to pick out some of the vegetables that I needed. And I'm leaning down and she goes, young lady which I, of course, I love, young lady, mm-hmm. from anybody. She's like, I just want you to know I'm protecting you while you're getting that. I don't, you're going to get hit with people's carts. Nobody's going to see you. So I have my cart and I'm protecting you from being hit. <laughs> so I was like, thanks, ma'am. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hurry Aww. up, got my vegetables, got out of there. I'm texting you like, I'm I'm here. I'm in tears. No exaggeration. I didn't, I don't want to. Well, the anxiety it, was real with I the amount of people. feel bad because... You're shopping for Thanksgiving that I'm going to be attending. Like, so it's like, why would you feel bad? Because you're doing all this shopping for me. And I am not, it's weird because I feel like I'm this weird combination of traditional and not traditional. Like in relationships, I'm very traditional and prudish. In life, I am non-traditional. Like, so, you know, in the past, Thanksgiving, like, 
I either worked or like I might do the Thanksgiving dinner shopping like the day before and it would be like hey what do you want like oh let's do vegan thanksgiving okay great we'll do like a portobello mushroom and a stuffing and an asparagus i'll go pick it up like oh there's no asparagus because it's the day before thanksgiving like i got this instead like i'm so casual that i feel bad that you're doing this beautiful traditional like you sent me photos of what it's gonna look like i I did just like oh my god but suzanne's coming so you have to remember that suzanne is coming she has expectations the girls are coming and they're both coming back from college yes so they have their favorites that i make every year so it's about Suzanne and the girls. So <laughs> Everybody what are you making? Like, what is the menu? So there will be a turkey. Okay. Which I really don't eat the turkey, but there will be a turkey. Okay. There will be mashed potatoes. Okay. Sweet potato casserole, a.k.a. sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top of it. Okay. I hope that's okay. That's everybody's favorite. Oh, there well will... then why wouldn't it be okay? I'm just letting you know. Okay, great. Because I feel like you're healthier and like throwing the marshmallows on top may be offensive to like you and your betrothed. <laughs> Me and it's my trailer betrothed? park. Yeah. Is that betro- what you- yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's trailer park Thanksgiving. I mean, we do the cranberry sauce, but I seriously straight up do the cans like where it's shaped like the can and just chop it up okay. like, into the sliced pieces. There will be Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. That I make with a little champagne vinaigrette roasted. Nice. And they're very good. I do love Brussels sprouts. I had Brussels sprouts today. I actually bought for the first time ever, and my betrothed, as you call him, <laughs> um, was shocked because I've never purchased Brussels sprouts on the stock before, but I saw them at the grocery store and I, I got a stock and I made those. Oh, they're those. good. Those are like real fresh. I made those today and it was so fun. And I was like, it only took me 13 minutes to cut them off the stock. Like, why wouldn't you just do this every time? This is kind of fun. And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know either. But For two people, you could do it. Oh, it was so fun. Yeah. So anyway, Brussels sprouts. I stopped you. Oh, you're good, Brussels sprouts, sauerkraut. So Mm -hmm. sauerkraut, everybody gives me the Mr. Yuck face when I talk about the sauerkraut. But I make this like special caramelized something you could put on top of the turkey. Oh, and stuffing, stuffing or on top of stuffing. stuffing. And it's so good. And it's got little brown sugar, some butter and then an onion and an apple in it. Mm. And then all the like the sweetness and like the onion just all sort of mixed together and I cook it for like six hours. Wow. So it like boils all down and it just brings out the flavor and it's just a nice topping. Like I don't really love gravy. So that's what I eat on top of the turkey. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite. And even the girls love it. They're mm-hmm. like, are you making the sauerkraut and rolls? There'll mm-hmm. be rolls. I do love bread. And a fresh pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Homemade. Not the crust. I bought the crust at the bakery. I have in the past made pumpkin pie from scratch. It's good. I do enjoy. um, And it all started. (laughs) Can I tell you a quick side story about pumpkin pie? Yes. (laughs) When I was in college for a year, I lived with these two boys. And I, to this day, love them. We don't talk because our lives have gone in crazy directions. But I love them so dearly. But they would go hunting, like, and there would be times when there would be, like, a squirrel, like, on our balcony at our apartment that my roommate Nathan was going to make in a stew. He went out and shot that squirrel, and, like, he was going to eat that squirrel, and he was going to use every part of that squirrel and whatever. So 
I said, you know, I'm not really into hunting like animals, but hey, in the spirit of using everything, here's this pumpkin that's been sitting out here since Halloween. Like, let's make a pie. And he's like, great. My mom has this great pumpkin pie recipe. And, you know, he got it for me because back then it was like, I'm aging myself. But it was like, you went to the computer labs, like email, like I'll email her from the computer lab. Yeah, (laughs) we didn't we didn't pay for Internet at the house at the apartment like so I made a pumpkin pie for the first time in college and it was so good and from that point on like I always would make them from scratch like for family things and everything so yes pumpkin pie um I learned I lied to you it's not really from scratch when I think from scratch I think I'm just throwing everything together yeah. and I'm not store buying it canned pumpkin that no, somebody it, has already pumpkined out it is <laughs> It is okay. The men that I lived with that hunted, even though I'm never going to kill an animal and eat it, I know how to make a good pumpkin pie because of those boys. That sounds amazing. They were I'm awesome. impressed with that. If I I think like if I ever have time when I get older, I'll do those kind of things. So that's the menu plus a fudge pie, a chocolate fudge pie, which Whoa. is my favorite. And that I just love. And I used to put nuts in it just because that's how my mom made it. But I don't really like them. So they I put less and less in every year and I would like pick them out. But other people tend to like them. OK. So this year my mom's like, why don't you just not put the nuts in it? You don't like them. Is so. a fudge pie basically a brownie? No, I it's the texture that I really like. It's not thick and heavy, but you make it, I believe, with like sweet condensed milk. Like pudding? No. Texture? It's, okay. it's more of moist okay but it's like crispy on top oh but not like cakey feeling interesting wow okay and then whip to go with everything okay so i think that's it and then i'm debating about making a cheese plate but i'm not sure you love cheese plates i I love a good cheese plate oh my god and there's wine do you want me to bring a cheese plate what can i bring potentially we can discuss that and for you sparkling oh thank you apple grape juice I what do not. love, yes. So I bought that in case you would like to partake and participate in fancy drinks without fancy alcohol. That makes me so happy. So I follow Willie Nelson's Reserve on Facebook. Okay. Like Willie Nelson has his own line of cannabis. Oh, okay. And he, I didn't know that. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's called Willie Nelson's Reserve. Where do Reserve. you buy it? I think it's probably distributed in certain stores, okay. like cannabis stores. Um, but he posted an article on CBD gravy, and it says, do you want your whole family to be happy and calm this year during Thanksgiving? Yeah. Like, And it's a recipe for CBD gravy. So wow. I sent it to Suzanne and told her we're doing it. We're giving Suzanne a body high. <laughs> That's right. But I'm just kidding. I'm I'm not making CBD gravy, but I thought that was pretty funny. Definitely. Well, at this point, now you have done the bulk of your shopping. At this point, I have. please have me pick up the incidentals, the things that you might have forgotten or you're like, you know what would be nice? A cheese plate. Do you feel like you need a salad for Thanksgiving? Are you that person that needs a salad at every meal? I don't need every meal. So I know. So... I'm, you the like when you sent me a photo and said here this <laughs> is what you're gonna expect we've got the buffet and like literally I just saw it and I was like that looks like good company because I'm not food motivated so I don't care what you have literally you could have a cheese plate and be like here's Thanksgiving and it's like great I am gonna love whatever you have I'm food motivated so 
I will tell you the reason Thanksgiving was born as a yearly tradition at my house. Okay. Was a result of me for a couple years, at least three, going to other people's homes and being so disappointed in the meals. Like either the turkey wasn't cooked, like it was undercooked and everybody got sick. Or they didn't have my sweet potatoes with the marshmallows, which is my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Or they do the sweet potatoes and throw like raisins and craisins and pineapple in there. I hate that. I just want the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows. And nobody makes sauerkraut. So I'm like, forget it. I'm food motivated. I'm going to make my own Thanksgiving. And that's how it started. So we talked about this in episode 13 a little bit where you have to take control of the things that are important to you. So I'm glad that you took control. Um, That's why I think that's why you and I get along in certain aspects because the meal is not as important to me so I can go to your meal and be happy. Right. The hotel room is not important to me so I can go to whatever hotel room you want to go to on the trip and I'll be happy. And so I need... The nice hotel room, the good food. Like, I'm all about the the steps along the experience. But man, oh my God, did I tell you what happened to me on the plane? Well, you teased it. It has to do with someone pleasuring themselves on the plane. It did. So tell me, I want every play-by-play. Where were you sitting? Where was this happening? I was all excited because I was flying Seattle to Hawaii for work, which is over a six-hour plane ride. Yes. And I ended up both directions lucking out and having the whole road of myself. Do you lay down and sleep? Because that's what I do. No, because I'm grossed out by the airplane seats. <laughs> that's due back to my neuroses. Okay. Um, but I will spread my things out and I'll clean everything and then I can put my drinks next to me. So I'm not like in this little teeny, you know, and then if I want to sit by the window, I can, but yet I still have the freedom of the aisle. Like yes. it's just like a dream. Right. And I have to be honest with you, it worked out because I don't know The flight attendants going down were like the angriest, most unhelpful, not kind people. And I'm thinking to To myself. To Hawaii? To Hawaii. And that's exactly what I was thinking. When I've flown to Hawaii before on other airlines, they play the like Honolakaliki music and pictures of waterfalls and the food is Hawaiian themed. This was the worst flight I've ever had to Hawaii. This was the commuter flight to Hawaii, it it sounds like. That's what it was. It was actually, I feel like, a highly business flight to Hawaii. Yeah. So I had bought myself like a little miniature quiche because mm. they have Cafe Flora now at the airport, this vegetarian based restaurant. Oh, I was super excited about that. Good. So they give you a really tiny, small brown paper bag with the little quiche. It's a mini quiche. It's not a full pie. Yeah. So I'm like blowing my nose and coughing throughout the whole flight, but I'm very respectful. Like I'll put my sweater over my nose Mm -hmm. like to not get germs anywhere I had taken all my germs and kept them in my little brown bag you're so cute yeah and I like I do not leave messes for the flight attendants to clean up so when the plan's getting ready to land they do their sweep through the cabin I go to hand this little bag Mm -hmm. to the flight attendant and he looks at me he goes I'm not taking that you're gonna have to take it off the plane and I went what Are you serious? And he's like, well, I mean, I don't know where to put it. I said, it's not a grocery bag. It's like, it's the size of if I were to bring McDonald's on the plane. Mm -hmm. The bag was that size. And yeah. And normally they walk down the aisle with a bag. Well, that's what he was doing. And a glove. But chose 
not to take my trash. I mean, they were so cranky. So that was a flight down there. Aloha. Well, that is the craziest thing, too, because you were alone in your row. So you should have the ability to make three times the trash. Which I did not, but I agree. Good point. Yeah. Maybe in my strongly worded email to them, I will add that in. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So I have this like great week and I'm on the way back and still a little bit sick, but I don't know how I luck out again with having the road to myself. So I did stretch out a little bit. I'm watching my movies and we're four hours into the flight. So there's like two hours of the flight left over and I see... Two of the flight attendants and a woman coming towards my row. I'm like, oh, no. Like, I just knew it. So they said, we're sorry. You look really super comfortable, but we're going to need to put somebody in the seat. I'm like, okay. well, I was sitting at the window, Mm -hmm. but my technical seat was the aisle seat. I'm like, I'll move over. And they're like, no, 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 don't move over. We'll just put her in the row. I'm like, no, I actually want to sit in my seat, which is the aisle seat, because I like to get up and down. Mm -hmm. So... She comes in and I'm not angry. I figured something happened, which was why they were moving her. And she sits down and I'm thinking, should I ask or do I let it go? And you know me, like I'm I'm going to ask. <laughs> why are you here? That's what I said. I'm like, well, not like that. I know. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. I said, um, is everything OK? Did something happen? And she's like, yes, this man There was a man sitting next to me and his girlfriend was right next to him. And I don't know what the girlfriend was doing as she was sleeping or not paying attention, but he was playing with himself and masturbating. Like under the blanket? I didn't ask her. I didn't even ask. I mean, I'm assuming he had a sweatshirt on or something that was covering up, but maybe not. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that you had to experience that. Like, this is a very peaceful row. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to bother you. Like, take it easy. Do you need anything? Do you want me to buy you a drink? I mean, I felt really bad for her because who needs that? That's disgusting. I have so many questions. Like, was this guy arrested off the flight? Well, so I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. Because I asked her, I said, well, what are they going to do about it? Already I'm a little salty with this airline. And this is my favorite airline. Mm -hmm. So she said, well, they said that I would have to like stand up and say something and press charges. And I don't want to, we're on a plane. I don't want to make a big deal. I don't feel like stopping, you know, like I just want to leave, which I don't blame her. I said, but you told the flight attendants, I would think now it's up to them to take care of that. Like to the airline, you've made them aware they felt it appropriate to move you. What else? Why should you have to do anything else? He should be banned from the airline, which the airline can do their business. They can do that. Yeah. I don't. You're not allowed to masturbate on the plane. You can't smoke on the plane. You'd be banned. I can't believe I wasn't banned when I threatened to be on a plane. Well, I know. They called me back and apologized. Well, there's more to that. But so I can't leave well enough alone. I just couldn't. And I'm sitting there and it's just really bothering me that they weren't going to do anything about this, especially as much as I travel by myself. I don't want to be subjected to this man. Who knows? So I get up to go to the bathroom and I ask the flight attendant, the male flight attendant. I said, hey, I don't know if you recognize me. I'm the woman whose row you sat the other lady in. Yeah. I just want to know what you're doing about the situation. What are the next steps here? Right. Concerned passengers want to know. 
So he's like, such and such airline is taking care of it. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Is he going to be banned? Like, what are you going to do? He's like, we'll take care of it. I said, well, that's not what she said. She said she was going to have to stand up and press charges and make a big deal. But it seems to me this is your airline. You would have a right if a passenger is not conducting themselves in a safe and you know manner. I wish I had been there because if I had been there, I would have started live tweeting. And that would have made something happen. Would you? Yes, I would have been like, I am sitting at at airline. A woman was just seated next to me. You're not going to believe why. Dot, dot, dot. This woman was sitting next to a dude who had his hands down his pants. Dot, dot, dot. Far away picture. That's the back of his head. I would have totally live tweeted it. Something would have happened from that. If it were me personally that it happened to, A, I would press charges if that was an option. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't be like, oh, I don't want to bother somebody. No, if you're going to sit next to me and play with yourself, I'm going to report you. I understand why she didn't want to. Well, I understand why she didn't want to as well. But I would have gone ahead and been the person to report the happenings on Twitter. like, And that way... The airline would be forced to do something because if that is, in fact, their policy, like, oh, if it's not reported, then it didn't happen. I understand that. If you commit a crime and it's not reported, it didn't happen. But she did report it. She reported to the flight attendant. Yes. Which to me, like if somebody harassed you in a restaurant, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you need to press legal charges against them. It should be enough for you to say this person harassed me in your restaurant and depending what it was, then that restaurant should have the power or authority to no longer allow that person to come there. Correct. From the airline's perspective, I don't think it's unreasonable to say, okay, person filing complaint, I'm going to need you to write that in a statement and sign your name. And then we're going to need to file this for court. Like you can't. I agree. You can't just say. But shouldn't the airline at that point have gotten a form and filled out an incident reform and said, I'm sorry, we're going to need you for five minutes after the flight to fill out this form. Yes. That's what should have happened. Yeah. Because I think that if you don't require a written statement and all of that, then you could potentially have people just getting people blocked from planes constantly. Right. Like, oh, I don't like my ex anymore so I'm gonna get them blocked from some flights well, like that'll be funny they were there and saw it happen right so but I think an incident report that is signed by the victim right. is important now which if isn't person, necessarily legal charges right. it's just reporting what happened also if the person is traumatized then it might not be appropriate to have them do it in that moment you told me just a, like a, a crumb of this story. And so I Googled it. And in 2017, that's when this article from, from BuzzFeed uh, was printed. 63 people reported a quote unquote inflate sex offender. So that's 63 that were reported in 2017. A survey found that one out of five flight attendants had received a report from a passenger about sexual assault during a flight. So 20 percent of flight attendants, that's going to be more than 63. But I don't think (laughs) that's exactly that wasn't sexual assault. I guess I would consider that maybe sexual misconduct. I don't know. I don't know what the legal ease would be for I don't that situation. You Unnerving. can't masturbate in public, though. And that is. No. Is being on a plane in public? Let's see. I don't know. What is the cr- Absolutely. You're in public. Well, you're on a plane. You're in public. I mean, you can't be naked on the plane. Right. So 
As you're looking it up, story again from 2017, a woman sued for $10 million for failing to protect her from a, quote, sexually deviant passenger who flight attendants had witnessed masturbating. Now, $10 million feels excessive unless he was physically in her space. Like, to me, $10 million is, like, But if you're sitting right next to somebody and that happens, that's basically in your space. You're an inch, two inches apart. However, they did move her in my my situation. In your situation. $75 feels like not enough. That's apparently what... they offered they they offered this other person a, t- a seventy five dollar voucher after they had complained. So it's probably the same airline. That's what they always offer me if I complain. It's always seventy five dollars voucher. <laughs> I God. feel that somewhere between seventy five and ten million and ten million yeah. is an appropriate settlement amount. I think like maybe enough for a ticket and then like an airplane ticket. And then if as a result of that, and we don't know that person's particular background, if it traumatized her and she needed some therapy, Therapy. then it should cover that. I think that six weeks of therapy and a pair of round trip first class tickets anywhere you want to go would be an appropriate settlement amount. And an apology. And an apology. Yes. So... In the United States, indecent exposure refers to conduct undertaken in a non-private or publicly viewable location. I think a plane would fit that definition, Mm -hmm. which is deemed indecent in nature, such as nudity, masturbation or sexual intercourse in public view. Such activity is often illegal. Often? Doesn't say it's always illegal. I'm willing to bet overseas on an airplane, masturbation is not legal. Well, yeah, they probably have to say often and not always because I'm sure there are some clubs in Las Vegas where (laughs) there are things that are very legal. But it's hard to define what in public is because I don't know if you remember the story from it was pretty recent, less than a year ago, where this model was getting on a plane and she was wearing something very skimpy, apparently. And they asked her to put some pants on or a shirt on and essentially she was wearing the equivalent of a I would say a modest bathing suit but as clothing they wouldn't let her on the plane because they're like you're I remember that do you I do remember that so anyway so that that she made a big stink about that but that brings into question are you in a public space because if you're allowed to wear boy shorts and a bra top in public because you're covered, why can't you wear that on a plane unless that plane has stricter rules than, quote unquote, being in public? They probably should actually have a dress, a dress code. code. Yes. You know, if they're going to do that, they should say what is OK, what is not OK. Yes. I mean, they pound into your heads that you can't smoke on the plane. And we all know that you can't smoke on the plane. How many times do I have to hear no smoking flight? No Like, yes, okay, maybe if the last time you flew was 1927, like, you need to hear that once, but... I mean, we all know that you can't smoke on the plane. Maybe you can take one of those announcements and describe uh, what the dress code is or that this other dude can't masturbate. So I think this may be the same article you pulled up, but it does actually say that masturbating on an airplane is criminal behavior, but it is rarely reported and airlines have often been accused of mishandling such complaints. 
it says it's criminal, but I'm wondering if it's criminal because the plane is public or not. That's that's the question I was wondering if hmm. it was public property or if or if it's private property, which makes it different. I would say because they are controlled by the FAA, that would be considered public. Yeah. I have many ex-boyfriends who were in the legal system. This is when I, I kind of the one time I miss having a or an attorney boyfriend that I could just text. Yo, <laughs> wait, who do I know? I know some attorneys, but nobody I really well, want to be texting. When right you're now. dating them, they're required to answer your legal questions. That's true. Not when they're your ex. Then no. they're like, "F off and pay me." That's right. If you want to hear anything, that's three hundred dollars an hour, Heather. Oh my gosh. Do you have a string of exes who are lawyers? Is that weird? For a while, everyone told me that was my type. Which... I don't think it's weird. I actually think part of that is probably your age. And there was a time when it was very popular a to boom. be a lawyer. There was. Yeah. There was a boom yeah. and an overpopulation of lawyers. I think it's gone down mm. a little bit since then. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my... I, I had many travel stories <laughs> On this trip, I'm just very captivated by this particular story because I have flown a lot, as you have as well. That's my first experience that I know of where anything has ever happened like that on a plane. I know that I, for a while, when I was younger, I wanted to have some sort of romantic interlude on a plane. And it didn't have to be all the way. It didn't have to be that. You just wanted to join the half mile high. Well, I also have always wanted to make out in a movie theater, but no one has been willing to do it with me. You never made out in a movie theater? I've always just wanted to have a romantic. What about your current person? Go to a movie nobody wants to go to. He won't do it. out. He won't do it. Oh my gosh. I know. That's kind of like the introduction to making out in like middle or high school is go, oh, we're going to go to the movies. And And I didn't make out in middle or high school. So now I feel like I have to ask for everything. And sometimes the answer is no. I did a lot of dirty things at the movies. Like (laughs) That's probably why I'm scared of germs. I know what people do in those places. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway. uh, (laughs) Sorry. I think we're good. Leslie walked in and handed me a pineapple that I've been playing with since uh, she got in here. I know. I'm like, oh, God, I hope that thing doesn't break. It's not like it's worth like five hundred dollars or anything. Oh, no, I love it. Like it's it's, a tchotchke. It makes me happy to play with it. So it's not a cheap tchotchke, though. It's not like a three dollar tchotchke. Should I stop playing with it? No, that's what it's for. Okay, it makes you happy. I brought Heather a little pineapple. (laughs) We'll take a photo of it. Aloha. Yes. And happiness. Yes. And it opens and I've been opening and closing it and playing with it. But now I'm like, oh, my God, was this like a hundred dollar pineapple? Like maybe I should be gentle. No, it's not a hundred dollars. Between three and one hundred. My favorite part of this is, too, is when you open it up and I'm like, look. You could put pills in there. (laughs) That's that's where my my mind goes. You could put a couple Xanax in there. Yeah. We'll have to take a picture. Maybe people have suggestions. Of they what? can put it on our Instagram of what you can put in the pillbox pineapple. The pineapple. Yeah. I mean, it it makes me really feel like one of those mystery movies where the people are looking for like the the thing, whether it's the account number for the money that, you know, oh, so and so has an international Swiss bank account in the Aruba and it's like nobody knows the number and it's like you find the little piece of paper with the bank account number in the pineapple. In the bottom of the pineapple. Jeweled pineapple all along. (laughs) It feels like 
this pineapple has a big story. It probably does. It probably came all the way from China. (laughs) That's probably its big travel story. Well, it's beautiful and I love it. It's sparkly like your nails. Thank you. Well, Leslie, we're going to have Thanksgiving together and it's going to be magical. I know, because you're going to get to meet Suzanne. I know. I hope so. I'm very worried that Suzanne's not going to like me. Uh, She's not that judgmental. And Suzanne likes her wine. Okay. You'll be fine. So I'll show up after she's had a couple of glasses. No, she'll be fine. My mom, this is going to shock you and surprise you. Okay. Suzanne loves to talk. Okay. If you let her talk to you, she'll be happy. Okay. She's she's fairly easy that way. She also has a gift of the gab. Does she want to be on the podcast? I would love to have her on the podcast. Sure. If we could find the time to do that, yeah. I would love to do that. While she is here, let's see if we can get her in. Okay. It'll have to be in the evening. Yes. One day. Right. All right. That's our mission. Okay. Um, we're going to work on Suzanne. Uh, if you have just now joined us for the first time, sit back, relax, enjoy the other 15 episodes that await you. Every time you say that, I just want to do the Lowe's Theater, like, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. How could I even say anything after that? Okay, bye. Bye.